The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Buddies. Hey, buddies. Tis I, Marty. Tis I, Sarah. And this is Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling on the MLW Radio Network. That's where you are. You found yourself here. We're glad that you're here. We're happy. Everybody either has WrestleMania flu or they've rested a fair amount or everyone's got a different situation. But you know, we all had a lot of wrestling. I had been hearing about people on, on Twitter uh, or, or podcasts I listened to. Uh, or or uh, you know radio shows I've subscribed to or whatever and multiple people I'm sick I got WrestleMania flu and then at AAW this past weekend just so you know uh, in advance we're recording this on a Saturday mm-hmm. normally we record on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or a Tuesday but multiple people at AAW uh, this past weekend yesterday uh, <laughs> were suffering for or just getting over uh, the mania flu and you know what's interesting it manifests itself in multiple ways some people have that letdown of like oh my gosh I had so much fun but there's usually a combination of like boy fan wrestler manager ref everybody like i had a great time but i also pushed myself to limits that i don't normally go to and that can knock you on your ass lack of sleep you're not eating those home-cooked meals you're eating a lot of weird or or your fast food standards or you're drinking Mm -hmm. or Or all of the above all of the above we watched uh, or you're a wrestler and you're sleeping in a freaking floor yeah we watched ethan pegs ethan peg that's a different character (laughs) (laughs) ethan Pages uh, YouTube channel. I highly recommend checking out his his mania uh, vlog. It's twenty minutes. It flies by. But it also gives you a real feel of how it is uh, as a wrestler shooting yeah. around show quick, to show. Quick conversations with all these people. Yes. Ethan does a great job of popping everybody's Twitter handle up there. Yeah. Um, he puts over fans. Yeah. But it's also like, man, this is well, such fans hard bring work. him his toys. His toys for his man that cave. He gets for his toys. Do you want more toys? I'm good. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. We good. have a very small apartment for toys. I don't even know, like if I was, if I was like, uh, like I, I know, um, uh, I'll see on on uh, on sites. Porn stars are notorious for putting up um, wish lists. Wish lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Lisa, uh, she's like. I'll go in there and I'll buy him something. If I like him, I'll buy him. She's a big supporter of the arts. See, I think that's so nice. Yeah. I'm a big uh, Amazon wish lister for the um, cat rescue place where we got oh, Peter. Nice. And every now and then they're like, hey, I just shared one on Facebook. It was like, hey, we got six kittens. They're going to be hungry. We yeah. have this special brand of cat food that's really good for them. It's on our Amazon wish list. And then you spend like, what, 20 or 30 bucks. And then you know that Peter's little uh, protégés are getting fed. There you go. And as we said, we are recording uh, on a Saturday because Sarah. Me. Is off to Belgium. <laughs> In a wild turn of events. Uh, I got a new job about a month ago, and uh, first day, they were like, we'd love for you to come to the company headquarters in Belgium, and uh, we're getting you a ticket today. And I said, okay. Did you you ever tell the story on here about how you got catfished for that no, one job? No, I didn't because it was too sad when it happened. Yeah. So I've been looking for a new job, a uh, new day job for a long time. Not all of us are in Marty DeRosa's awesome position of being able to make a living doing comedy and acting and the things that he loves I'm to sorry. do. No, I, I'm putting you over. I think okay. that's so cool. Because okay. a lot of people ask me, they're like, it's it's an interesting thing. They go, what does your loser boyfriend do? No, no, no. <laughs> they're like, well, how do you make money? Because yeah. I, if I quit my job, they I wouldn't me, have... They ask you how I make money? 
people always want to know what you do. Oh, okay. And then I say, oh, he's like an actor and comedian. They're like, yeah, but does he like have a day job? And I'm oh. like, no, he's very successful. I run this empire. Yeah, he runs an empire. Um, but for me, I worked for the last five years in the finance industry, which, as I described in my interviews, can be very cold. And uh, I was looking for something a little different. And um, I got hired at a tech startup. But before that happened, I had a... Um, an online interview which should have set off the red flags in my brain but this this interviewer spent an hour and a half with me asking me questions and then they would say okay when you're done type an extra period so that i know your answer's done and i was like wow and the questions were like really good mm -hmm. and the answers were like phrased a little strangely but i could tell it was a real person on the other side so i was kind of like you know what i'm not going to judge them i'm going to do this interview and you know whatever and then they're like great like congratulations they're like we'll have an offer letter for you by tomorrow like after like the day of like a couple minutes after they're like you did so great this is exactly what we're looking for they sent me this real legit looking offer letter that was like hey you're gonna kind of make your own schedule but hourly you make a whole bunch of money like i calculated it out i would have been making like eighty thousand dollars a year which mm -hmm. i was excited about yeah and then and the whole time I was like texting people being like, is this legit? And then I like looked up the company. I kept looking at their website and I was like, this looks legit. But then when I got the letter, I was like, hmm, I'm Googling this guy and I can't find him. Mm -hmm. So I called the company and I was like, can I verify the status of employment of this person? And they were like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, it's this name. And they're like, no, they've never worked here. And then I was like, do you know that they're doing running scams? And she was like, we've heard reports of that. And I was like, all right, well, here's the information. I, I literally uh, had signed the offer letter heartbroken. and I had literally written my, didn't, I wrote my, my resignation for my current job. Wasn't there an app you were contacting him through? And then he I was the app. It was like, now you're going to talk yep. to this person. Now you're going to talk to this person. And then it was it clearly, it was clearly the same person. Sure. Who's like, okay, uh, now that your hiring process is done, I'm going to transfer like, you to the... buy you equipment. You were going to work from home. They were going to buy you a computer and So all that's stuff. where it got weird. They were like, we're going to buy you a whole workstation mm -hmm. to work from home. And uh, what's your daily mobile deposit limit? Mm -hmm. And I went, that's... I've worked in the finance industry for five years. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag. So I did the status employment, found out it wasn't a person. And then they kept texting me being like, so do you... Hey, where'd you go? And I was like, hey... I know this is a scam. Mm -hmm. You can stop contacting me. Obviously, I'm no longer interested. And I was like, and you know what? This is a real bummer. And then the person on the other side was like, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I know what I did was wrong, but we spent so much time in the interview and you uploaded a profile picture. And when I saw you, I, I realized I'm in love with you. <laughs> and I was like getting these texts being like, Shit. first of all, you almost ruined everything where if I had quit my job, then I wouldn't have a job mm -hmm. and I would have been looking for a job or worse. Had I given them my info, then they scooped out my account. Yeah. I would have been. So I was like, what you've done is so bad. And they're like, I know. And I want to change. And I think you're just the sort of kind hearted person who will help me change. And I finally was like, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Like it was ridiculous. I was upset, but also saw that it was very funny that it was like, okay, okay, okay. I love you. So, you so, know what? This guy tried to steal my girl. Well, what I said to him was, um, I'm happy and I'm in love and it's because <laughs> I've made good decisions yes. and I try to be kind to people and I hope that somewhere along the way you figure this out for yourself. That and, was a good route. I like that. And then right as I blocked the number, one more text came through that was, 
so are you married? Uh, <laughs> like, no. Listen. But it all culminated in me getting a new nice job that's legitimately flying me to Belgium, which I know now sounds like a scam. If you're a buddy out there, God, I hope you don't get kidnapped or something. <laughs> I'm not going to. Listen, if you're a buddy out there and you don't want anybody to steal your girl, here's one little thing you can do. Oh, you're bad. Get yourself some blue chew. <laughs> Just in case you Just need to really case. reinforce uh, your performance now weren't we recently talking to a buddy of the show yes. who said hey what's the deal with blue chew yeah. it's been a little while since i've been in the saddle so to yes. speak yes uh and i would really like to have a little extra well, he already ordered them up he's sitting on them he's waiting to use them yeah and he asked me a couple questions how do they taste how do what's they the taste deal? how long do they kick are in? they fast acting can i have food in my tum tum absolutely uh, the answer is yes you can have a meal they kick in in about 20 minutes 30 mm -hmm. minutes or so uh, kind of like an edible. <laughs> it's, yes, it's literally an edible, but it's oh, it's absolutely legal. Yes, and you can get it now at bluechew.com. And if right. you use the promo code Brad, you'll get your um, first shipment for just five dollars yeah. shipping, and uh, you'll be a member of a real squad of fun guys. We'll be a brother in blue. A brother in blue. Get some chew. And you don't have to go uh, to the pharmacy. You don't have to it's wait. It's discreet in line. to skeet. Discreet to skeet. Maybe we should make that shirt. But I, that's the thing, too. Sometimes it's like we're in this bubble of, of wrestling and T-shirts and stuff. And I always wondered, like, you know, like uh, uh, Ortiz and LAX wears that, like, suck me shirt and stuff. Or and the, it's even like, the like, um, Kurt Angle, you suck, thank you yeah, shirt. Yeah, right. Like, 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 how do you Imagine you're, like, that? working and you're like, what, what is um, this? Like, uh, you're just behind the counter at a store and you're like, what? Yuda got that shirt that says stupid, sexy Yuda. And he was yeah. like, hey, buy this so that I can further confuse my extended family about my life choices. Yeah. But you can make the right life choice by going to bluechew.com using the promo code Brad and get your ass some fun. And if you do have any questions about Blue Chew, Marty and Sarah love wrestling at gmail.com. Um, not any of the social medias because it yeah. goes to me and I I, I can only tell me. you to go to Marty. And I'm not going to answer weird questions, but if you want like <laughs> a big brother's advice. Yes. Think of Marty as your big brother. As your brother big brother. Who fucks. Who fucks. There you go. Thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. And thank you uh, to anybody who's bought a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marty and Sarah or went to Marty and Sarah LoveWrestling.com. Sarah just finished a half-drawn drawing in color. Mm -hmm. of okada doing something uh yep. I, I don't know if you want to say what yet. i like to do is before the the buddies choose to post the photos yes because i would never want yes. to post but Could be uh, a secret or a gift but or when something. you get the okada and if you want to post it yes. buddy in question go yes. nuts it's one of my favorite ones i've ever done it's, it's uh ready for so shipment. awesome it's gonna go out as soon as i get this goddamn printer fixed uh <laughs> let's just get a new one and i always like to when you're like um can you send me like a a famous picture of a certain wrestler or like wrestlers because then mm -hmm. i know i'm like ooh, i have like part in because you're doing a flare steamboat one and i'm like ooh, mm -hmm. i know exactly the picture i'm thinking of send it to you and then i just wait and uh and if you want a sarah shockey half drawn drawn head over to marty and sarah and yeah. commission yours today just know that uh we're running a little bit behind because i can't take belgium. all of my art supplies Printers. to belgium yes um, but we appreciate your business, and even more, we appreciate our patrons and want to give them a big, solid thank you. A big old kiss. Yeah. <laughs> from me to you. If you want it. Also, if you have a cat, I'm wondering, does your cat's face ever physically change its form? We 
I've, my new kick. Here's my new kick. As we're recording, we have this big dumb TV that I bought for WrestleMania weekend, and, and we still have it. You can't just get rid Sarah, of Sarah, and as rightfully so, Sarah's big on no TVs on when we're podcasting. Well, no, I think I can have like the news on with mute. You uh, have may- gone on public record that yeah. you have ADHD, and what happens is I'll be talking to you. And just like a minute in, I'll see your eyes just kind of mm-hmm. wander, and then I'll see that you get interested, and then you wander again, but you're like pretending that you're not, and then yes. I'm going like, I don't want to ever do the like, hey, now, hey. guys. Like, yeah. Snapping your fingers so I pay attention. But we have a perfect compromise. Yeah, so what I like to do is I'll go on YouTube, and I'll put a screensaver, or uh I don't know what you call this. Just like a fun background. Right yeah. now we have a crackling fireplace. Yeah, Last I week turned we the had crackles fish. down. Let me see if you can hear the crackles if I turn it up a little bit. Crank them crackles. Um, but yeah, we had some fish. Uh, you hear those crackles? It's a nice fireplace. It's a we fireside a, chat with Marty and Sarah. We had a fish tank the other week, mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be fun to put on bird videos because we used to play this at the old place because mm-hmm. the bed was right by the TV. The cats the could bedroom. get up and kind of like stare at the TV. Uh, because at our old place, we had a window where birds would always go by the fire escape and mm-hmm. the cats are, I don't know if Peter was ever a big. DJ was a big DJ, sparrow big friend. So I put it on and Peter is on our desk, which is what he usually does to piss us off. Mm-hmm. And as he was watching his face, like, changed it got like round yeah he has like a very like pointy ears and kind of a pointy little chin and like his nose but he looked different when he was looking at the birds yes and i feel like i've seen him look that way like one or two other times but it was very weird because then the birds when we turned it off he's just back to regular peter back to regular pete and we were like what so is this a phenomenon or is this only your maybe theory not, like he's going to well i have a couple theories but i just thought of one maybe it's like an attack mode type of thing to look rounder and blend into the like fat little trees maybe like he didn't look more like angular he looked like more like circular yeah. like that's the only and way then, to describe and then it. tell everyone my other theory your other theory is that we so when we adopted peter uh the description on the internet um was he loves to be held and kissed among other things sarah tell people how much peter loves to be held and kissed not very much <laughs> <laughs> he likes it if it's like on his terms first thing yeah. in the morning he loves to snug but even then he doesn't want to be held no. he wants to be kissed but not no. Um, so we think neither that, of our cats like to be held. No, not at all. They tolerate being kissed because they have yeah. to. Um, <laughs> Peter, we think we were supposed to get the cat that loved to be held and kissed, and then Peter killed him. Peter killed him, yeah. and uh, and took his and took his place in the cage. Yeah. Also, what the fuck were you thinking about? Were you? Came I just up with asked this? you. I I like to ask you hypothetical questions. Yes. A lot of them are like. If when I was nine, I went up to you and you were in high school and I asked you if you thought it was cool that we were going to have sex later, what you would say, like stuff like that, sure. where it's like, how do you answer? That's sure. a dumb question. So I asked you if you would still love Peter just as much if he had a full sized man penis and ball covered in his hair. Well, you asked me what, yeah. what color they would be. And I said, yeah. I think it would just be his white fur. Yeah. And you were so I I don't rattle you very no. often, but you were rattled I by that idea. Shooketh. <laughs> that was not what I wanted to think about. Yeah. And now you bring it up <laughs> once every couple days. I know. Uh, Sarah, as I mentioned uh, last week, uh, I got my grubby little hands on the Vice documentaries. Yes. Um, they've started to air some. They've put links to some. I think the Von Erich one and the Bruiser Brody one might be available. Mm-hmm. Um Ma- yeah, the Macho and the Bruiser Brody because Hulk Hogan tweeted about the Macho Man one. And he was like, eh, I don't know. He's like, 
gave it some weird rating, like five out of ten, pretty good. But <laughs> uh, he's like, you should have talked to more people because his ex-wife Linda's on there. And Linda's got all these pictures of them hanging out. She has this picture of Vince. Uh, was she the ex-wife that was on the reality show? Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. her. Yeah, she was. An interesting Wasn't it crazy one. that there was a span of time where we were all just like whatever. VH1 and MTV would put on that was reality like we would all just watch it yeah at least the people in my circle uh absolutely if you didn't don't even worry about it it was definitely uh appointment TV like I watched yeah cribs I watched stuff where it's like why am I watching we would all get together and watch like flavor of love and I love New York like in college it was like people would come over yeah, oh, I can't find I it right now, and I don't yeah. waste too much time. But Linda had a picture of Vince in a thong, like in his like speedo I on the know boat. Exactly what you're, Ooh, yeah. like all muscled up and stuff. Yeah, kind of so gross. Weird. But then uh, the people he tweeted that out, and the people were like, "Hey, we tried to talk yeah. to you, and we would still love to talk to you." Yeah, and then but he you didn't respond. Him. You didn't respond. Yeah, and then, when the, we then he blocked out, him, and he blocked him. Probably didn't know like Vice was like a big channel or something. He's like, oh, yeah, we well, probably blocked so many people, Marty. I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Hey, baby, don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. I will block you. I thought you said don't say the M word, and I was like Marty. No. Anyway, um, the so, the, the docs are really good. There's six of them: Bruiser Brody, uh, the Von Erics, Macho Man and Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwjob, Fabulous Mula, and Gino Hernandez. Now, the guy that plays a stand-in for Bruiser Brody. Yes. What's his name? Jake something. something. Uh, I actually asked Jake something this past weekend at AEW. So many questions. He filmed uh, about a day's worth of Bruiser Brody stuff. They didn't. They needed uh, a little extra footage. And you know and what? They had uh, uh, Josephus. Is that my sink's name right? The NWA guy. Yeah, I think that's oh, what God. he said last night. But before he shaved his head, he had the uh, Brody look down to a T. So they that's both. So cool. There's certain scenes. There's one in particular in the Von Eric one where it's so clearly Jake. It's so awesome. That's really cool. So he had a big he had a big kick out of that, and I was asking him about. There was like a lot of Canadian wrestlers and stuff who played the characters. <clears throat> if you haven't seen, excuse me, if you haven't seen the documentary, what they do is for certain scenes and to kind of keep the documentary rolling. This is a fun, and I love documentaries. And this is a fun tool uh, of necessity that a lot of documentaries, if they don't have a lot of footage, mm-hmm. um, what they'll do is you know animation has been a thing in some documentaries. And sometimes it's done so beautifully and so well. The Robert uh, Evans, the kid, stays in the pictures. Mm-hmm. is one of the best they use his pictures but they somehow like not animate them but like it's so good it's so good and then in uh my favorite documentary right now bathtubs over broadway yes. they do that cool thing where they like kind of follow steve the main mm-hmm. guy around with like music and lyrics like yes. it's animated but it's still like real film i just i think that's a really cool tool so and, and they they use a lot of smoke and and it's grainier footage so you don't see the people but mm-hmm. you're like that is Macho Man uh, that is Bruiser and that's, Brody I think a <laughs> much more suave way to handle it than Reels who just gets Dude. like straight up impersonators to be like I'm dying <laughs> hey, I'm Robin Williams I'm drinking again <laughs> and it's yeah. like oh because it's like you don't mind seeing a Robin Williams impersonator if he's being fun and funny yeah. but when you see a Robin Williams impersonator like pretending to be dying it's so jarring or pretending to have these conversations it's like you weren't there you don't know what him and his wife fought about yeah where it's like leave me alone i want you out of the house i hate you i'm having a tough time and you're like this is insane um all of them if you're a diehard wrestling fan if you've you know fallen asleep to shoot interviews every night for the past (laughs) 800 years you know most of these stories uh it's most of the people retelling the stories um 
a couple of them, you're just like, that's not true. Uh-huh. <laughs> There'll be a couple ones, especially the Von Eric's one, where it's like, guys, stop lying. But, yeah. you know, I think sometimes if you tell a lie so much, it's just like, this is my truth. And there I'm are memories that I swear were mine yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i remember uh recently one of my coworkers told a story about how one time they like s- turned around in a swivel chair to uh-huh. be like can i help you and then yeah. fell out of the chair and i swear that i was the person in the chair but mm-hmm. they told the story like they were the person in the chair and now i don't know yeah. who was in the chair you know what for years i was telling everybody that the one survivor series in Chicago was where The Undertaker debuted. The Undertaker did not debut at that one. Oh, yeah? No. But isn't it crazy but how I've your memories... But I've everybody, like, nope, that was it for squish sure. Squish it together. I know, yeah. it's wild. But it's kind of fun, though, to see those other perspectives and to be like, oh, here's what I know, and then it's like something to discuss. Because yeah. as we now know as adults... Um, most things aren't right or wrong. Yes. Uh, I definitely recommend the Gino Hernandez one. That has a, a thing at the end where I'm curious if that is going to be enough for some people. There's a little reveal. And for some people, I think they might go, oh, okay. Other people might still be like, no, 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 because there's still some stuff. There's still some stuff, yeah. There's a guy. uh, Do you know, have have I showed you stuff with Gary Hart before? Mm, I'm not sure. The manager, bald head, super cool dude. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of him, but not very much. He's sorely missed in these documentaries. He's Mm -hmm. somebody who unfortunately passed away. He would have... He would have been so good in these documentaries. I know Meltzer was a little bummed because he was not in as many of these as he kind of hoped he would be in. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Montreal one, he's like, I know everything about that one and stuff. Isn't that so? I, that, I think of that every time that anyone's doing anything with Alex Jones, where I'm like, Dan Friesen's the guy. Dude, Dan Friesen is the guy. I think I'm going to be on Knowledge Fight this Friday, actually. Oh, cool. For you listeners out there. Oh, bud, by the time this episode releases, I'm going to be missing you so much. Get out of here. We got business to talk about. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the Bruiser Brody one also, and, and I mean, this is a little morbid, but I thought it was very fascinating. Uh, they had pictures of his, uh, of his like, wake and funeral in Puerto Rico. He was open casket. Open casket. Um, he just had, like, a, oh, did he have, like, a, uh, he had, like, either, like, a some type of, like, maybe, like, a Japanese wrestling shirt on or something, like a company or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, an all-Japan shirt. I'm not sure. And then they showed the ceremony they had for him in Japan. His son was interviewed. His son was not interviewed on the High Spots documentary. Okay. If you're a Bruiser Brody fanatic like I am, this is a, a perfect companion piece with the High Spots documentary. Mm-hmm. The High Spots documentary delves a little deeper in there. Um, there's wrestlers contradicting each other in the Vice one. Oh. Like Tony Atlas, like we had this meeting and Abdul the Butcher's like, we didn't have that meeting. That's fun. You know? And then it's like when when you see a lot of these, like Scott Hall is so funny in the Montreal one. He's just like, I still think it was a work. <laughs> and Jim Cornette, they tell Jim Cornette and he's like, what the? F- Scott Hall thinks it's a work? <laughs> And I told you, at the end, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end, uh, they have this mini little, they take a little detour into the Jim Cornette, Vince Russo feud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a good line in there. And Cornette's a psychopath. It's nothing you haven't. If you've seen all the Cornette-Russo shoot interviews, you know Cornette claims like when Russo dies I'm going to piss on his grave <laughs> and you're just like I imagine somebody's like oh these documentaries are perfect for somebody who's like oh yeah yeah I watched wrestling back in the day or, or something and they watch these or a non-wrestling fan I'd love to know if anybody is is dating somebody or is friends with somebody who watches these who are non-wrestling I'd love to get their feedback yes um, see what jumps out at them what their the Montreal one, questions about yeah the Montreal one which is a fascinating story Scott Hall what he says why he thinks to work is because he's like you're telling me Bret Hart spits on Vince McMahon and the camera goes tight on Vince. 
he's like, no way, mm. no way. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Some people thought he sent Russo to WCW. He sent Vince to w- or Brett to WCW to put them out of business and stuff like that. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, but the Cornet Russo thing, that's got to be interesting. But also, somebody... what would you be filming if you weren't filming that? Yeah. I mean, who like, knows? That's maybe they where were the like, action was. It. Maybe this is a lawsuit in the making. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Who knows? Um, but I don't I, think a lot of times a camera, like a camera person, is looking to get the best shot, sure, not like sure um, protect the Vinceness. The Gino one, the Bruiser one are my two favorites. Uh, the Von Erich uh, and the Montreal one are are interesting. Uh, Macho was okay. Macho mm-hmm. was just kind of like it just sad. kind of breezed by. A little sad. Mm-hmm. The Elizabeth, him passing away, things like that. Um, the Mula one, you know. Uh, they canceled the calling the women's battle royal the the Mula yeah. battle royal famous Mula battle royal mm-hmm. um, because a lot of shady stuff came out about her. People have kind of known, kept quiet, whatever. There's women on there who are like she's the devil, and there's other women who are like never had a problem with her, always good to me. So it's like, isn't it interesting too? Where there's people like that, where you're like, yeah, I've never had a problem with them, but then if you're aware that other people have, it's kind of like that's Aah. a thing. And then there's people who are like, well, but you know. Uh, with women's wrestling, it wouldn't be where it was without Mula and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's difficult when there's a history with things that's checkered, you know, where yeah. it's just like not all, it's not all black and white. Most things are. That's sure. the theme of this episode. Well, most I mean, things are a little squidgy. I mean, you're watching all these and there's people on there, you know, who you're just like, well, ooh, ooh, ooh. but yeah, you know, but the thing, I think the big thing out of all of it is that you can't cancel a person out of existence like like people even if society's like they were bad Mm -hmm. like those people just go on living and it's like an interesting thing where it's like yeah what do we do with all these people that everyone like brutally canceled and and is there a way that this happened like in the old days and like how do people you know you wonder what it's like like. look at the andre documentary uh hogan again even though he lied in that one a little bit Mm -hmm. is still like you've got hulk hogan you're gonna want to use him for this Andre the Giant documentary, mm-hmm. you know. But then it's like there's that weird line of like, well, the, do, do we make him apologize Dur- better? I know, like, I know. It's so it's just such a weird. Well, they made Hogan they made Hogan apologize to to the New Day a little. Like Big E put out that tweet or whatever. They had, they had to have a talk. But again. do you think that Big E was like gung ho about putting out that tweet, or it was more of an arrangement? Like, I just wonder about that stuff. Like, what's corporate? What's real? Who knows? Because I, I just it might be like, hey, you'd be doing us a real. I'd big love favor. to get my hands on the um, emails that go out to the WWE talent. Hey, yeah. everyone, uh, we're really excited about Ronda, but make sure you also post that you want to fight her. You but know, I mean, like, but but like that's the thing where like everyone on the AEW roster was all tweeting out about that fighter fest thing so it's like yeah it's like you know, i just want to i get it i know there's edicts where it's like yeah. hey y'all and i know people who've worked for impact where it's like hey you all gotta eat tweet about this or whatever yeah i know how that goes that's that's fine but um it's something to be said too about a company and WWE is as far as like the diehards the people who you know read the dirt sheets who are listening to wrestling podcasts who are going on on youtube looking at stuff i don't know if there's ever been a time where backstage wwe news was way more than what's going on on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like, oh, they might have Roman Reigns take on Baron Corbin next. I'm talking about like this wrestler wanted to quit. This mm-hmm, wrestler, mm-hmm. this this writer quit. You know, I mean, like it's it's getting to be I remember there was so much drama with WCW back in the day, mm-hmm. backstage stuff where it was like, whoa, shit. This was like when Russo and then Bischoff and this and then both of mm-hmm. them together and everything. And, and And I mean, it's an interesting thing where, you know, as you read like the the Nitro book, uh, you're just like, oh shit! So much stuff was going on. Like, imagine you're trying to run the show, and then 
you have people on the roster who are like, I'm quitting or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or I'm going to this other place or you have to book this person I know now. Yeah. And, yeah. What did you think? What did you think of? Uh, of the story I told you about R.D. Evans, the writer who uh, who quit. I thought that was pretty wild. Um, so c- go over that. So X-Pac talked about it first on his podcast. Uh, during the Hall of Fame, you're apparently not supposed to mention uh, Vince McMahon or thank Vince McMahon. If you're the person being inducted into in the general, Hall of Fame. In general. You know, whether you're inducting somebody Why? or the inductee, he doesn't want it about him. Mm. Weird, whatever. So, but in many ways he does. Yes. Okay, so weird. So, Already weird. Uh, R. D. Evans helped Brett uh, work on his speech and mm-hmm. kind of cut it down a little bit, things like that. Some of these wrestlers can go on and on and on and on. Brett Hart's we book know. is about eight hundred pages. Yeah, uh, we Brett's know. a little bit verbose. You know, so is uh, Teddy. So, yeah. <laughs> if you watch Orange Cassidy's doing something, Teddy yeah. reads a, a book for like a tiny percentage and then uh, puts over indie wrestling for the rest. So uh, X-Pac talk, X-Pac was like, yeah, I think a writer got fired uh, talking about uh, when Brett uh, said Vince too much. Now that was the original thing. Oh shit. They fired RD Evans. Uh, He put out a tweet saying I quit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then his grocery list in like the notes section on an iPhone. I saw that because the way he framed it was like, it's a grocery list. And then you click it and it goes, I quit WWE. And it was like, and then Brian Alvarez reported, uh, and I got I, uh, I got this, uh, Nathan confirmed as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this story. So essentially, after the Bret Hart uh, attack, Speech, when the attack, guy ran and attacked him, debacle. and the, apparently the word was like, oh shit, okay, well, we're, we'll be done soon. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, this is going to go on for like 20 more minutes. He's got ace up by each. And they were like, what the fuck? And Vince, of course, angry, yelling at people. Uh, and there's a whole to do about did Vince know? Did Vince not know? They, Vince knew. Vince knew the deal with the speech and everything. Yeah. Going, going longer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, and he was like, uh, RD. They were in the gorilla position room that you see that little white and red room mm-hmm. uh, that is backstage. And uh, Vince is like, get him out of here. And uh, and RD just the goes, writer is that just like a get him out of here? Like I don't want to look at him yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't want you in my sight right now. But not like a you're fired. Sure. And uh, and RD Evans just said, I'll do you one better. I quit. And stuck his hand out to shake his hand, and that was it. That's wild. Yeah. What a power move. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very uh, cool move. Yeah. There are a lot of times where I wanted to pull moves like that at my old job, um, but I didn't. I just firmly waited till I could put in a notice yeah. and properly leave, but yeah. I always think it's badass. There's one time where um, I was working at Groupon answering customer service emails, and uh, your friend and our friend, Ricky Gonzalez, yeah. just sent an email at like two in the morning. It was like, I'm never coming back here i don't like it and i'm not gonna work here anymore i think think, yeah i quit and then he was like yeah i quit and i remember (laughs) we were all kind of like wow (laughs) like we all had to be like oh that's all he should have or whatever but like it was it was such a bold of like wow you really were honest and spoke your truth and left yeah so good good on you Artie. and uh again as we record this the the big name uh that's uh now threatening to to quit is sasha banks you speak my name when Sash. I'm on vacation and I have to come here and defend myself well, in front of you. What is this, the Wendy Williams show? No, 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 no. You want no. me to defend You're my here. personal If it was time? the Wendy Williams show, you wouldn't be here. I have a special feeling about the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling podcast show. Okay. On the oh, MLW okay, okay. Radio Network. Okay. 
headed up okay. by Court Bauer. Okay. You want Court's number? I have it. Oh, okay. So you're. I don't need your help. You, I don't need anyone's help. <laughs> you put out a, a long tweet. Your husband put out a long tweet. Uh, there's rumors that you and you and Bailey were not happy. With- rumors <laughs> did you see our faces we were crying before the match started <laughs> yeah, because can- obviously we knew that we had to drop our titles <laughs> to the annoying ass iconics listen i would have loved what to- have they done for women's wrestling but mock us <laughs> in our time of need what are you talking about they mock everyone okay we deserve those titles i will say this i will say this somebody had a timeline of all the times they put titles on you then had you lose and cooled like you've been yanked around in a in not a great way as katie perry once said you're hot then you're cold you're yes then you're no you're in then you're out you're up then you're down you're wrong when it's right you're black and it's white yeah i think it was yeah they play that at the gym all the time i like that song i do too um, but not when it applies no to my i understand w w e career i will say when you and Bailey had that match in Brooklyn, uh, closing out that NXT takeover. We changed the world. You did change the world, and both of y'all should have been handled with kid gloves. You should have been treated special. They should have recreated that match. They should have done everything in their power to recreate that match on the main roster, and it never it never uh, worked yeah, out that way. so good luck, Lacey Evans. I mean... You're hot shit now, but what's going to happen in a year? Did you not want to lose to Alexa on Raw? No. You guys don't like each other, do you? Boo-boo. <laughs> I made the boo-boo face. Yeah. I hate it. You know how figures are coming out now with multiple heads? Like if you get like the, the Yeah, elite. I want the lose face and the win face. Ooh, and then I'm getting out of sash. WWE. You know what I'm getting into? What? Acting. Oh, yeah? Because they give you green rooms, not locker rooms. Okay. They give you health care, okay. not independent contracts. Okay. I can act. Do a scene okay. with me right now. All right, let's do a thing where um, let's do like a like a, a hospital show. I'll okay. be the doctor. Uh, your husband, uh, not your real husband. I don't want to put anybody. in It's in acting. Harm's way. I know. I have to pretend. Marty. All right, fine. Your husband, um, Vince Vaughn, is in the hospital after a terrible car crash, and I'm going to come to you, uh, Miss Slurgeon. Uh, your husband's not doing very well. What? He, you, you were in the car with him. Uh, he took the brunt of it. He's uh, in a coma. I'm so sad. I understand that, and we have grief counselors. If you need get to talk out of to my any- face, I didn't want him to get in a car accident. No, well, nobody wants people to get in a car accident. I with- deserve to have a husband who's <laughs> up, sitting up, and being real with me. Take it back. I don't want him in a coma. No, no, but he. I quit. That, but he has to. It's part of the story. I quit. He... <sighs> I think that went really good. No, okay, sure. And when I come back, yeah, I'm gonna win the women's Oscar title for being the best woman's actress. Oh, brother. Okay. See you on the other side of the Hollywood sign in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Okay. U.S. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh, there goes Sasha dropping the mic. I wish you wouldn't drop the mic. I They're wish very you expensive. Uh, I'm curious to see. If They're they, Sennheisers. I'm curious to see if they put her 
uh, on Raw or SmackDown with the Superstar Shakeup. If they mm-hmm. if they don't do that, uh, Sarah, by the time people are hearing this, the Superstar Shakeup will have taken place. Oh gosh, and I won't even be here for it. People will I have don't gone think they get WWE in Belgium. You're gonna have to keep me posted how that is. You yeah. gotta ask everybody at work if they're wrestling fans. I well, I have know? a I have a Slack channel with yeah. um a couple people at work who are wrestling fans. I love it. And also, I think I can text from over there. We'll see. I message God, at least. I hope so. Yeah, better. I'll email you otherwise Couldn't from work. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <gasps> Unbelievable shade. Uh, who do you feel like needs well, some shaking up? Yeah. Um, it was funny because I was listening to one show and they're like, here's who should go to Raw. And they just named everyone on SmackDown. Like, here should go to SmackDown and they named everyone on Raw. I'm like, some people have to stay on the show. show. Also, you know me. I have Raw SmackDown blindness. I know you do. So I can't tell you who should go from one to the other, but I want to see. Well. I want to see more of this Sami Zayn yelling at wrestling fans sure. for being fans. And you know what? If we could extend that out into yelling at people who yeah. are fans of other genres. I forgot. I, it was somebody on Twitter uh, that I that that came up on my timeline that I follow. And Sammy said that. And they just put, the more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're <laughs> wasting your time. The old Morrissey song. Um, okay. Here's – I'm going to start off with this. And yeah. then we'll just, we'll just spitball. And who knows? Because, I mean – I don't want to spend too much time speculating on something that's already going to happen and people will be like, that didn't happen. Like, if we oh, get one yeah. or two right, people will be like, ooh, but if we don't, they'll be like, Dumb. Let's not do too much with it because obviously I don't even know the difference. Clearly, the Usos are going to Rob because they lost those tag titles to yep. the Hardy Boys. That's clearly they're going there. Yeah. Um, and if not, sorry. Do you think they would put like Kofi on Raw and Seth on? Smackdown, change that. Maybe that ketchup belt will be blue. I did hear on one of those weird shows I watch on YouTube, somebody said that they're going to change that title. Mm -hmm. They're going to put like a galaxy type of background in the title. Um, Also, that's weird. I didn't know this. This is weird. The new Seth's new title, and I don't know about anybody else's, it's got Velcro. Yeah, that's weird. That's gross. That's really gross. Seth's long-ass, stringy, wet hair is going to be all in that? I think part of uh, – Velcro gets hair in it so yeah, easily. Yeah, because I think Daniel Bryan's had Velcro, but for that, I was kind of like, this makes sense. Well, that makes sense for that belt. Yeah. But um, listen, I know the snaps can be kind of difficult. I know personally because I was messing around with the AEW uh, heritage, heritage title. title. Listen. Uh, I know, but I the understand snaps that. are important. Once they're in, they're Here's in. Here's what you do. If you're a wrestler – all you need to do is watch the Monday Night Raw where Razor Ramon defeated Rick the Model Martel to win the vacant Intercontinental title. Scott Hall put the title on backwards, snapped it himself, and then spun it around. Hey. And it was one of the coolest sights in the history of wrestling. He put it, and then when he looked, then he looked up at the camera and kind of went, eh, not bad. And it was the coolest. That's how most women put their bras on every day. There you go. Good enough for women putting their bras on. It's Good hard enough. to do it from behind. Uh, do you have any desire to see what's who do you think who do you associate with Raw that you're just like this person is such a Raw person or such a SmackDown person? <sighs> you getting the blockage? Smiz on SmackDown. He, honestly, I don't I don't differentiate I wonder the two who, well. I wish I knew who's better. There's no one that I'm like, ooh yeah, Raw. Because to me, Raw and SmackDown are the same. I know. It's just the same show. Bailey, did you see Bailey's with tweet? different people? No. She's like, I've been on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. 
Who cares? What's the difference? Sasha. Some people think Sasha's making her bad. Also, I think I do think that um, Sasha is maybe a bad influence on Bailey. I know they're very close friends, yeah. IRL. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that happens where, like, when you're hanging around with a shady friend, you're like, "Well, I'll, yeah. I'll be a little shady." But I'd be interested to see. Look at how bad you are now. Hey, if Bailey and Izzy team you're up now, they're gonna be. I can have one drink <laughs> now. Sarah's figured out she can have one drink, and it's it's wonderful. I can have one drink as long as I have a lot of water. I wish I knew who has been on one brand. Like, you ever wonder if there's like one person who keeps slipping through the cracks who's been on one show the most? Like when. I was getting the notes together for this. There was some on YouTube. There was like a or on Squared Circle, the Reddit Squared Circle page, which I'll sometimes go on and grab a couple things. Uh, there was like some WWE like top five countdown of like five wrestlers whose careers were benefited from the superstar shakedown or shake yeah. up or whatever. And it was like, okay, um, you know, you wonder what they hope for is that somebody has this like career renaissance or it's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. now they're the guy like Becky. Sure, Becky. The I mean, they mentioned gender. I think they mentioned back in the day, like Jeff Hardy going to a brand by himself. I just wish the shows were different. Yeah, like I wish they shot SmackDown different than Raw. Now, you know you, what I mean? Like, you, it's, that, or, or was, like the I mean, or the ropes were different, or like there's something. I know that's different. been a thing that people on the creative team when they leave have talked about for so much. For so long, they've been like, let's make them completely different. It would be so cool. Because then people... somebody's walking into a new world. Sure. It's like, maybe the rules are different. What maybe do you like... think about the... Maybe they do smaller and I know venues, they have, you know? Like, I know they have like different writing teams, but it's still, it's just still the same. Like, there's not, no... It feels like the same one person when... is overall calling yeah. the shots. Isn't that funny? When but it... NXT feels completely different than Ron SmackDown. They always say Vince has the final say on NXT. Yeah. Um... <laughs> When it first started, this was the idea that it was going to breed this competition between the two brands now that WCW was gone or mm-hmm. whatever. I know that uh, when October comes and SmackDown goes to Fox, uh, everyone keeps saying they're going to expect these big ratings. They're going to have to load that show up. Yep. I don't know if they're going to load up SmackDown right away and try to like build it up so when it you goes over there. You know what they should there, do is uh, more celebrities. like Find out what celebrities are wrestling fans. Yeah. Let them get involved. And yeah. then it's like wrestling people like people who have their own following yeah you know like the bellas have a lot of non-wrestling followers do you find it kind of crazy that wb's done nothing with david arquette since he's been wrestling yeah absolutely i kind of find that hard to believe yeah yeah it's it's weird it's weird yeah yeah it is a little weird but what are you gonna do uh when october comes that's what everybody's talking about that aew uh, there's all the rumors out there that they're going to go to the TBS, TNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, those two are kind of one and the same. They can switch off or whatever uh, on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, what do you want AEW to be? Since we can't get into the specifics of the Superstar shakeup because that's already happened by the time this airs and we don't know. Let's go to AEW. I want what? What do you want AEW? What role honestly, to fill in your life? Honestly, yeah, on demand, fun shows. Okay. Well, okay. But let's just say it's on Tuesday nights. Okay. On TNT. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or TBS from eight to ten. Okay. What kind of show do you want? Do you want it for kids, adults? Like, what do you? What I do wanted you want? to have a variety of fun storylines mm-hmm. that are easy to follow. Kind of in the in the um, Impact and uh, Lucha Underground like realm of like following these like i feel like both of them follow storylines out longer i agree and better than I agree. wwe lately absolutely impact has been 
following through with their storylines with continuity way more. Yes. It was funny. WWE put up a thing for a continuity like supervisor for their product or whatever, oh, which if you listen to uh, Pritchard's podcast, they talk about a guy who was like the continuity guy. And, and but I mean, like, what are you going to do? Go to Vince and go, hey, Vince, actually, these two shouldn't team up because they hate each other. Oh, uh, no. You know you're, what I mean? You're fucking out of the room. Like, it would have to be someone that scares Vince yeah. that would have that role. Yeah. And who who would that be? Yeah. Um, also, good luck with all that continuity. Yeah, it's crazy. It would have to be like that show Barry starting now. now. Um, what I want to see is like, yeah, and I want there to be a variety where like, oh, maybe there's like these two champions, mm-hmm. but then also like kind of a more lighthearted, silly or like That's we have thing. a hero. I want That's the word. storytelling. Silly's the word. Now, everybody sees silly, but being like, the elite or Cody's thing or whatever, the road to double or nothing. That's not very silly. Co- what about like with with uh oh was that cody's thing where he was being all like yeah, funny with you yeah okay okay I, mean, I was thinking of the documentary one no no where no, i'm not like, like that's not silly no. but like but there's the bits they do you know with, yeah. with uh with uh justin roberts in the bathroom and, and stuff. i think it's a kind of how silly... fun was that justin roberts doing like the copy guy bit from saturday night live so good doing all the ring announcing of the names so good like that kind of silly feels more like in the realm of like I think first superhero movies started catching on mm-hmm. to this like, oh, we can be silly and yeah. it's still badass, but yeah. like we can still be silly and have like vulnerable emotion. Like honestly, at the core of every good storytelling yeah. is people revealing their emotions and like yeah. working towards something. Well, I think I think also some very serious angles. Yeah, I want a mix. I want there to be like and then I want the people who have done silly things to be able to morph into a real serious or angle. it's like we're silly until it's time to not be silly. Exactly. Then and I think like, that Whoa. that's like the Young Bucks really have that down. Yeah. Like that's a really good summation of what I they do. So I don't know. I, I, here's what I would love to see. Uh, definitely because like there have been talks of like, well, you know, they want it to be like an old oh, old Mid-South. Mid-South. Everyone loves Mid-South. They talk about Mid-South all the time. Mm-hmm. Very serious. Straightforward. Uh, some bloody, vicious, violent angles. But, but that's then like, also but not you, a wide but, viewership. Right. And they're like, but how does that miss, like, how you does that match up with the comedy the, and stuff? The sparklets of the world. You need everything. Yeah. You, need you want like a, a champion for men, yeah. women, like, but you also want like silly. And I don't want it to shut out like, oh, we're so serious. We'll never have like Space Monkey in there. Like, sure. Everybody loves Space I Monkey, and if you don't, that's fine. But everybody. like, I think that that's it's so important to have yeah. those heroes that kids can just be like, yes. What they say about wrestling, and I agree, is it's like the circus. You've got the strong man, mm-hmm. the bearded lady. You've got the this. You've got mm-hmm. the trapeze artist. You've got a little of everything. Um, I I think that uh, if they just have a straight up wrestling show with some humor a lot of let variety. the people be natural let them be themselves fun promos that aren't just Could regular promos and i wonder what i really hope aew does is makes everybody work a little harder you know wwe's been alone at the top for a long time not to say aew is going to instantly be uh, a contender for the number one spot but i i kind of hope that they're like oh shit they're doing this it's kind of cool or whatever yeah and just i kind of push each other sure and i hope realms. that ROH tries a little harder. I <laughs> hope uh, New Japan, you know, they keep saying their weekly show is going to be more up to date. I think it'd be um, real cool to um I'd love Impact put to some get women on a new in channel. New Japan. Sure. I'd love I'd love uh I'd love Impact to to get on a better network, a network that maybe wants to put a little money into the product. Mm-hmm. This last tapings I just watched uh where they're in Canada, 
a greater great looking arena. Yeah. It's packed. It's sold out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Canada's the place for them. They, they kept saying, I told you back in the day when like Samoa Joe and AJ and Angle were all in impact, they'd go to the, they'd go to England. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd go to the UK and it was like huge. And now and- everyone's like, move there. It's like Maybe Canada is the place. Well, and Canadian people, like uh, overall Canadian media, loves to support a Canadian product. There sure. are a lot of times where they're like, hey, we specifically don't want to book someone from the United States. Like, we want to champion Isn't that Canadians. With their, their directors have to be Canadian. Yeah, they're stuff. very, they have a very I cool remember, like, sense a Kevin of pride. Smith thing where he couldn't direct an episode of Degrassi because he wasn't from Canada. Yeah, so that I think that would be like, and they have enough Canadian people involved that, you know. Absolutely. We sure love wrestling and we love Kevin Aldridge for that theme song. Thank you to the wonderful Kevin Aldridge uh, for that. Sarah, for this session of Shockey's Old School Wrestling Corner. Uh, Do you want me to tell you how, how tell everyone how it came about? Yes. So um, not this is not to show, throw direct shade on any one specific organization or place or anything, but it sort of occurred to me recently. I have never seen a ladder match that I really really loved Mm -hmm. because um i feel like there's a lot of and we heard this term in that seminar you were watching yeah alligator arming yeah where it's like you have these little short arms like i'm gonna (laughs) get the title i'm gonna but clearly they're (laughs) waiting for a person to come in and i understand a thousand percent and not as well Mm -hmm. as i even should but it's very hard to time out a ladder match where like sure. you're climbing up. People are supposed to run and you're knocking ladders. It's so much more dangerous. There's so much more height involved. Like I climbed to the second rope and I'm like, this is too high. Mm-hmm. But at the same time then I'm like, so why are we doing these matches that look very, you know what? Not to, not to, not to barge in. Yeah. I think that would be a hell of a, a access event at WWE is to set a ladder up. Maybe you'd have to have crash with pads a, around with a, that. Um, title with a title up there and you go up there and you, you see how crazy see, it is yeah because i think it is crazy but then from a watcher's perspective mm-hmm. it's kind of like should we really even do this if it always looks this mm-hmm. like trembly or yeah. like this like oddly timed and then you showed me the you asked me you go what's my favorite ladder match or what's a really great ladder like match i just want to see one and see if i'll still feel this way if i see like the best of the best so i said sit your ass down yeah and get ready we're going back in time. We're going to WrestleMania 17, TLC 2. Mm-hmm. The champions, the Dudley boys, defend their title against Edge and Christian oh and the God. Hardy boys. And everybody was like, peak them. Yes. It was the coolest already. Like, that match without ladders. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But it was one of the most impressive. Everyone's music slaps. Everyone's music slaps or bops. That arena looked beautiful. Everyone was there. And they had, like, run-ins with, like... So... If you've never seen this match, if it was just those three it changed, teams, it changed my heart. Yeah, those three teams had they done this? They done this before. This was the second one. This time to make things a little different, and I think this is what you do in wrestling. Okay, we did that. We need to add more stuff for the rematch. Each team had a third. Uh, the Dudley boys had Little Spike Dudley, uh-huh. uh, and Edge and Christian had Rhino, and the Hardy boys had Lita. So cool. They didn't come out with the teams. 
No, they, they did run-ins throughout the randomly. show. Spike Dudley came out, then uh, Rhino came out, then Lita came out. Rhino was a freaking beast. Dude, beast oh my mode God, Rhino. Yeah. Beast mode Rhino. This was when Rhino showed up, and I'm like, he's going he's gonna to be gigantic. He's going to be such a huge star. Unfortunately, he wasn't. He was a good Santa. He was a great Santa. God, I can't believe. But there was a, there was a window. I feel like with every wrestler, you can say there was a window when they were the best mm-hmm. rvd like that that tv title run in ecw oh my god he was amazing uh sting had his moment everyone had their moments where they were like that is the best wrestler not saying rhino was the best wrestler in the world but rhino but when he came in he was like another dude, world he was of so specimen because th- he got jack he in ecw he was just i mean not that he wasn't he was just a big a big i don't want to say fat dude but a, a heavier dude then he got ripped. Yeah, and, and he oh had that like singlet on. Like, oh, it was my just God. so. So but the cool. thing is, and I asked you this. I'm like, are there seminars where they teach people how you to? Cult, you were asking Colt about that, yeah. right? Like, is there seminars? I or was really thinking about ladder matches a lot, and I yeah. was like, are there seminars where they teach you how to like confidently grab the ladder and move yeah. it without pinching your fingers, or like you know they all set it up and they know to like slap the things down, which is like pretty obvious. But if you're nervous, mm-hmm. um, and like, hey, don't climb the side that doesn't have the steps, mm-hmm. and. Everyone, all the wrestlers I talked to was like Colt and maybe one or two other people. They were like, no, you just kind of go over stuff like ahead of time. Like maybe you get in the ring and move them around a little bit. And I'm like, that's crazy because like everyone is good with ladders. Mm -hmm. And even in ladder matches where I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure I liked how that came out. They're really good at handling the ladders. And and these three teams are experts at this. uh, It was like beyond the best. It was like I've never seen it that well done. Setting up stuff. Uh, leaving it for later, forgetting about, forgetting about, or getting attacked, and you can't pulling do out what you another ladder from the under the ring. And it was fun watching, knowing what was going to happen, and you being like, "Oh God, why are they setting up all those tables when they did the double tables? Oh God, two tables, and then two tables on top of those." And you were like, "What are they doing?" And then I knew in my head, nothing for about twenty minutes, which is crazy because I did forget. Uh-huh. You know, you're still seeing. You're like, "Man, uh-huh. that's like kind of in the way." That was that beautiful thing that. I feel really started in ECW where they would set up a table in the corner and they would go to throw a guy and he would reverse it and then they'd go into the other corner yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of forget like, about the hey, table for a little bit alone. and that out of nowhere, boom, someone gets speared through that table or something like that. I always so love good. the um, karmic tool in wrestling yeah. where somebody makes goes for a long mm-hmm. time setting up the – Eddie Kingston last night. Yeah. setting up the table for a yeah. long time, uh-huh. really getting it right and perfect, and then they have to take it. And we're just like, well, you were going to be destructive with that, so why not you take the destruction? What did you think of everybody's kind of like gear? Do you feel like it was very 2000-ish? I said that the, <laughs> the Hardys were um, like – the, the so of that time with those yeah. mesh shirts. Do you get, you like, go, I get why all the girls were into these guys. Yeah, and it looks like a little silly now, but it's cool enough. That's yeah. DJ in the background, by the way, because she's demanding that Marty pat her butt some more. If you can hear meowing. Um, the thing I was going to say was it felt extremely well choreographed, like a dance, and nobody yeah. missed steps. Like, yeah. And if they did, I couldn't tell. Like It was just one after another. There were no points where people were like, all right, gonna kind of slowly mm-hmm. climb the ladder. A lot of but nobody chair. was also like running up in a way no. that made me nervous. It was like uh, everyone. I believed everyone's move for every moment that it was like a really felt real, like a war. It felt like a war. A lot of brutal chair shots. Yeah, a lot of gross thugs. I really don't like uh, chair shots to the head, I and know. I kind of thought they were banned. 
Well, back then, that was just like... No, but like in life... Well, they'll still do them every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, there was one last night that was real bad. I mean... Kurt sh- Hawkins there- got one straight to his skull. Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion. <laughs> I mean, in the WWE, you can't hit someone with the head in the chair. Maybe Kurt Hawkins was somewhere and, Maybe. and took one. Um, what else jumped out at you in that match? Um, well, I mean, Lita just looked so yeah. badass. Like, she yeah. came running out in her little shirt, and I was With just her like... her thong showing, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, so, I remember being taken to the mall to get my first thong, mm-hmm. and just being like, I'm an adult now. And now, as an adult, I'm like, yeah. it's very rare to wear a thong. Yeah. <laughs> very rare. Even rarer to have it showing out of your pants. Oh, yeah. But I felt like um, the thing that just stuck out to me was that no one stuck out as, like weak mm-hmm. no there were no weak links there were no weak links and and everyone had at least like yeah. three moments where i was like oh my god yeah like i couldn't believe what i was watching at times it was so good what if i told you yeah there's a third one mm-hmm. that you'll have to watch yeah i would love yeah. that how about when you know when, i like my old school wrestling uh, corner? when they went crashing through the tables off the ladder i mean that was like or it that was one like a where video like game. christian falls to the outside and either matt or jeff get their like ding dong on the get caught on the top rope and stuff. There was guns. just so many wild ass spots. In there that was match. So, or like yeah, hanging down cool. from the title yeah. belt, and then yeah, everything was just like it was so innovative. Yeah, and that Very happened innovative. years ago. And then I was like, oh, I can see where a lot of matches I've seen have tried to do things like this, but that was like also a once in a lifetime shot that like. All those things worked because yeah. I've seen so many times where it's like, oh man, that spot would have been so cool if this person was four seconds earlier, two seconds earlier, yeah. like you know, a minute later on figuring out that next thing. There you go. So I don't know. You sold me on ladder matches, but I also think that it is something. There's also where it's a like, really good one with Kevin Steen and El Generico that we're gonna have to watch as well. I like that. Very fun. But I just think that it's one of those things where maybe the issue is they should be rare and really like special because i yeah. i didn't feel until now that ladder matches were anything special and yeah. i know again i know how high up it is i know how hard mm-hmm. it is to lug those guys around and how hard it is to make it look cool but it's like i want it to be worth the yeah ever the pain that everyone's putting in and you know what worry. else is uh special sarah what wrestling confessions holy fudge back my pants are stretching it's time for marty this episode of wrestling confessions moment is brought to you by marty's gonna read it actually you're gonna read it i am and i'll tell you why uh this sort of uh piggybacks off of you talking about going to g1 last week and crying i'm wondering <gasps> If you're here, lift up the computer. I'll let you put oh, that Oh, thank there. you. And I'm. Uh, I want. I want your uh, in real time. Your I R L or in real and I R T and in real time <laughs> reaction to this wrestling in confession. real time and in real life. So Sarah Shockey, take it away. Hey Marty. Hey Sarah. My name is Dan, and I'm writing in with today's confession to talk about the G1 Supercard. But before I talk about that, I need to back up a little. On October 5th, 2007, attending his first Ring of Honor show, I met my best friend, Alex. We celebrate this anniversary every year. Slammiversary. I love I love yearly anniversaries. We became fast friends and would go to Ring of Honor shows together at every opportunity. We would begin talking about attending ROH in New York City around late 2008. We would finally do it with Final Battle in 2009. 
Our motivation for going was half ROH, but half history. Everyone our age and up remembers watching Monday Night Raw airing from the Grand Ballroom at Manhattan Center. We loved attending Final Battle, even with a blizzard going on. We would go back to the Manhattan Center for countless Ring of Honor shows. But there's a long drought where we couldn't go to any ROH shows until March of 2017 when we went to our first Hammerstein, Hammerstein, or Hammerstein. Stein, Hammerstein Ballroom show. Afterward, we talked about the historic wrestling... Or Hammerstein. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hammer Kevin Steen. Afterwards, we talked about the historic wrestling buildings we have yet to see a wrestling show in. The big two we came away with was the ECW Arena and Madison Square Garden. Mm. We decided we can only do those shows if Ring of Honor runs a show there. <sighs> we both laughed a little because who in 2017 thought Ring of Honor could or would ever run Madison Square Garden? Fast forward to April 6th when Alex, my girlfriend, the love of my life, and I walked into Madison Square Garden. When we got to our seats, I couldn't help but be overcome with emotion. I would fight back tears and look over at Alex and say, are we really here? Gosh, I feel that. <laughs> and they even had a longer history about it. As the commentators made their way to the commentary table, my girlfriend and I screamed our heads off for Colt. We thought it would be our only chance to do so. As the battle royale was set to begin, juice and Jushin Thunder Liger made his entrance. I couldn't believe we were going to finally see wrestle, Liger wrestle in person. As the match went on, we were having a great time cheering and laughing when it happens. Boom, boom, plays over the loudspeakers as my girlfriend and I lose our ever-loving minds. I would find myself happy crying as I, along with 20,000 people, <laughs> cheered on Colt Cabana. I'm crying again. Why is this the thing I that gets know. me? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I thought that would be the Keep reading, I can get my phone. I, <laughs> that would be the last time I would go crazy in this match. But it happens again. The last entrant would turn out to be the great Muda. I would look over to Alex and we stand and lose our minds. Never did I think we would ever see Liger and Muda wrestle in person, much less the same match at Madison Square Garden. We would go on to enjoy the night the only way we know how. Losing our voices. At the end of the night, all I can think about was how much I love pro wrestling and wish these sort of moments could last forever. Let's get a picture of Sarah crying. <laughs> Wasn't that so good? Uh, I'm sorry for the length of this. Dan, fuck off. You made me feel. Love you all. Dan. Dan. Dan, you got me. Marty, did you think that was going to happen? I, When I read it, is I got a little crying like... crying a, a work? When I read it, I got a little like... Mm, mm, easy bud mm. oh, so i knew i had to have you read it what a capper yeah. to an end of a glorious week of wrestling to belgium and by next week's podcast i will have gone to belgium came back and gone straight to black label pro to commentate their april 20th event players brawl there you go so players ball brawl players brawl players brawl easy for you to say so if you want to come to south bend we'll be there hanging out be there yeah um and i'm just very overall what a week i'm so grateful for everyone that i meet and djz gave a beautiful farewell speech at aaw Mm -hmm. uh it was so fun so good we got dr keith his own shirts shooting a promo shirt Uh, in five four three two listen if you want to make someone happy make him a shirt yeah i wonder if he'd want us to uh put that up on our shop so other people can rep the love for I mean, I Dr. Guess. Keith. I we'll guess ask we could. Him. We'll have to see. We're asking him right now. Text us. <laughs> Let us go. know, DK. Uh, Marty, Sarah, 
Tazai, Cesaro. Cesaro, you're first of all. First of all, who knows where I'm at? It's for you to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah, you're going to Belgium. The chocolate milk there is wonderful. I'm going to try it. You're going to love it. Have a cappuccino in my honor. You're going to love it. And listen, everybody, wherever you end up is where you end up, and you have to make the most of it. Maybe by the time you hear this, I got split up with Seamus. I don't think so. And maybe. Maybe I'm on Raw. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Heck, maybe they sent me to, to NXT or they say you got to lose weight and go to 205 Live. Wherever I go, I'm going to make the most of it because that's what you got to do. That's you got to make the do. most out of where you're at. And you never know. Who knows? Maybe they say, hey, you're no longer with Seamus. You got to go by yourself to Raw. And maybe I become the next freaking Becky Lynch. Who knows? Who knows? And maybe they tell you, hey, for work, you got to go to Belgium by yourself for a week. And it's like, you know well, what you that's... Do? You download some freaking movies on and your you iPad. And you make the most of it. Make the most of it and everybody out there i want you to have the best time and i want you to make the most of whatever you're doing and you know what take life by its two feet and <laughs> start swinging swing. and start fucking swinging oh, buds thanks cesaro good night everybody good night buds this is the mlw radio network